Well, we live we live in Belle in um, Quebec, but so it's not Montreal. So the difference with where we live is that people do speak mostly French. Um, everywhere we go, people speak to us in French. But if you go in Montreal, people do speak to you in English more, more and more. more, more. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's unfortunate because we're trying to keep our language alive, obviously. And that's what we do with our project as well, is that we're trying to make it alive and that young, younger generation thinks, you know, think it's a, it's a good language to be, to be speaking. But it, it's, it's tough because all, all, all the cultural influences are in English, like yeah. uh, the TikTok videos, songs, yeah. all that, that With stuff. With globalization, it's yeah. harder than ever to, to maintain French, but like, in the whole of Quebec, most of the people speak French. It's mostly in Montreal that it's an issue because of, there's a lot of foreign students and foreign workers. And it, it's a good thing because it makes it a very lively city. But yeah. it's harder to, to maintain like a, a majority of French speakers in, in Montreal. Yeah. So at home with your kids and with each other, you speak French the whole time. Yes, we do. We have friends um, that are raising a young boy. And they agreed that the dad would speak in English and the mother would speak French. But that brings um, little frictions between them because, and I, I know it's my friend and I said to the mother, I said, oh, I would never have agreed on that. <laughs> <laughs> but so she, they're doing that because that's the way if you want your kid to be bilingual. Like our kids don't speak English. They're learning right now English with Duolingo, the, yeah. the app but they they have uh, english lessons at school but if i remember our english lessons at school was were like really basically you know apple um or like you know sun sure it's like really like you couldn't really be speaking english after that mine were too hard we were doing english literature in like oh. third grade but we didn't really Eng learn english it's <laughs> <laughs> <was> pointless <laughs> but you both, so, yeah. both you both come from families where you were brought up speaking french the whole time yes yeah. Yes. Yeah, great. And my dad was a bit disappointed about that because he would have loved to do what our friends are doing now because he he comes from a family where they spoke French and English, and now like my dad is French is good, but he he has like a sometimes problem with some uh, formulas sentences like uh, the way you put sentences together. Yeah, he thinks more sometimes in English and he, he speaks. We say franglais, which is yeah. like Franglish. So he's, he's more like that. So he was disappointed when I didn't speak English when I was a teen. He was like, oh, I should have done that. But then I learned because I moved to Boston at some point and I had to learn English when I was there. Yeah, and the, the reason why we speak French is that like the territory here of course, after the First Nations that were here way before the Europeans, but yeah. it was first the French colony. It was discovered by Jacques Cartier in 1534 and it became Nouvelle France, like New France. So it, it was like a French colony until the, the conquest by uh, England in 1760. Then it became kind of a English, uh, became part of the Commonwealth and like, well, became part of the English uh, Brown, but they, and they tried to assimilate the French people. But I think because of it was such a strong culture, and with the songs and with everything, they never at some point they they gave up like uh, trying to uh, assimilate people and have them speak uh, 
English. And, and a big part of it is because we were Catholics and the English were Protestants, so people didn't become Protestants, so they, they kept the, the language and the religion until we threw the religion away in the 1970s. Like. You know, our kids know traditional music because we play traditional music. I think yeah. it's the only reason why they know about it. And I didn't know the existence somehow of traditional music before I met Alex. Like there was one like band that like, you, you know, La Bottine Souriante. Yeah. So it was like that band that, you know, we knew of, we heard of when we were young. But I was not aware of that culture at all, of that scene. I, myself when I was like 28 years old so our parents like my parents didn't teach me that like Alex's parents were in that scene so he grew up with that but I didn't I grew up with like let's say James Taylor or my parents were fans of Stevie Wonder like that those artists yeah. so I know more about pop culture than Alex does and, but he knows and also some pop culture from Quebec like yeah yeah I was getting to that yeah, yeah. Obviously, French French culture as well, Quebecois culture. Yeah. My aunt was in a famous Quebecois band called Harmonium, which was like really, really huge. So I had that culture, but no traditional culture whatsoever. And and our kids, I'm pretty sure it's the same. Like I said, now they, they listen to those TikTok videos and they know these songs. Like sometimes we play songs to our daughter who's 10 years old and she's like, oh, yeah, I heard that song. But it's it's obvious that it's in shorts shorts uh, from youtube or tiktok little movies so really listening listening to the two of you talk you're on a mission aren't you really with your music <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but we are, we're trying to be on a mission, but it, it, it is very frustrating because people that like, you know, our music say, oh, you know, well, you haven't thought of going on TV shows. It's like, oh, yeah, no, we didn't think about that. No. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. oh. <laughs> it's just like, it's not, we're not like, like um, hopeless now about this, but it's, it's discouraging when you see how hard you have to work and to not get any recognition from the, the we're not it's not in we're not in it's not like we're not in but tendance seriously like <laughs> and that might help to change things a bit like the most famous band in quebec at the moment is a band called Salbarbe, and mm -hmm. they are acadians so they are not necessarily from quebec some are from the east eastern provinces of of canada and or they, they are from uh, magdalene islands which is part of quebec but it's in the same it's in the sea like a east of uh, Quebec yeah. and, and and they they do traditional kind of uh, Acadian music mixed with Cajun, Cajun music now they compose their own songs but it, it has fiddle it has a kind of a country-ish uh, folkish vibe to it and it's really energetic and they are great singers <laughs> Because the band you're bringing here to Australia this time 
is uh, a mixture kind of of the two more traditional well, like what what happened really in a nutshell i will try to be short on this story but um electrotrad still exists so yeah. we are going to edmonton next week to play an electrotrad set and so that's still very much alive but we it's it's sort of an accident that we got into the more traditional a project because we just hung out with friends and it was like a trap jam and then they at some point in the, in the evening they always ask a singer to sing a song so I was there so I sang the song I usually sing when I'm in that kind of situation so I sang the song and our friends our two dear friends uh, started to play uh, music on the song and then after that I I was talking to Alex and I said well you know that was really kind of cool that moment that we had with that song because the song always exists they can be like a, you know you can put different clothes on the song you can dress them up as you like really but then once the song exists it can have different arrangements yeah so cool. we really got like a a kick out of doing those songs because we're used to do the electro trad which is um it has some human in it because there, there there are instruments, but the whole thing you cannot just play uh, uh, around the table. Let's play an electro trad song. Oh wait, no, it needs some you preparation. Need the, the laptop and everything, and it <laughs> and amplifier and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's it's a big uh, big so, project. <laughs> so we we kind of wanted to get back to the 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 love of mu the simple music, like music at at its simplest. Uh, kitchen music. Kitchen music. <laughs> yeah. So we we just kind of threw that idea in the air really like we just asked the guys oh would you be interested in doing some some versions because it's really like songs from my repertoire our repertoire like traditional uh, electro that we took for that project and we said to them oh but would you be interested in having a new uh, vision on these new take on these songs uh, and they were like, oh, yeah, that would be great. But I'm really happy that Electrotrad still exists because I think that is a really, really unique proposition that really doesn't exist. And the Trad version is also sort of unique because there are not so many girls, women, <laughs> I should say, singing songs uh, with that instrumentation, traditional songs. Like uh, in Quebec. There's a lot of, there's a few bands of female singers in Quebec, but they, it's a, a lot of singers. It's not like a lead singer with a band. Yeah. So it's, we're the only one doing that. And it's, so it's in, it's original in that way. Plus it's Melisande singing and it's the songs that she, she found through various uh, song research in books, uh, archive centers and through a field collection, field recordings as well. So it's, it's nice to, to, play these songs in a with a sound that will appeal more to people who are the most likely to appreciate all the research behind it yeah. so it's somehow yeah. it's nice if, like for folk festivals and trad music festivals it will it will be more uh, friendly than the electro trad which is still has a raison d'être like a it's it's good <laughs> it's good to appeal to younger people and like uh, do a dance party with the electro trad but now I think these songs will uh, reach more people in the folk music circuit. So I think it's, it's well. We, nice we thought stuff. it would be great to vary our propositions yeah. too, to have like just of course offer to um, 
to festivals to like uh, it's bizarre. Yeah, presenters. <laughs> presenters. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. So we thought it would enlarge our. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so this song is called uh, Au Chant de la Louette. Yeah. So it's a very well-known Quebecois song. So people might know this song, you know, Au Chant de la Louette, je veille et je dors, j'écoute la louette et je chante encore. Um, but we changed, I changed the lyrics in the electro trad version to make it um, so instead of, in the song it says, the alouette, uh, it's a verb. Um, sorry. Fait que le coup de ma bouteille, au champ de la louette. Puis, euh... moi j'aurais trouvé ça, ça rappelle tout, c'est pétard, c'est pétard. Mais tu penses que pétard, c'est pas la plus représentative de l'électrotage, je trouve, là, tu sais, comme... Non, ok. okay. Mais c'est celle qui est le plus joué. Ouais, c'est ça. Ouais. Est-ce qu'on aurait fait deux, tout le monde? Ok! Hey, hey so... it's really great, it's really great hearing you speak French. Like that. <laughs> it is, it's great. I love it. So, <laughs> so la louette is a bird. And in that song, the, lark, the bird... The lark in English. Lark. 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 And it's it's sleeping, you know, it's kind of a song like, you know, uh, waiting till the, the, the lark sleeps and then we sing something like that. I don't... So I changed the lyrics to make it so that it's all like in a dance party, like you're going... So I kept the rhymes of the song, which I really like that little exercise. So the sound, the song sounds the same than the traditional one, but the lyrics are really not the same. So it's somebody go, going to dance, and instead of saying, you know, uh, uh, the lark is uh, like I'm gonna sing and it, the bird will sleep, it says, you know, I, I'm a, on a dance floor and I will uh, dance uh, again and some more. So the version of Ocean de la Louette is super. Think about it as uh, a dance floor, and you'll hear that in the song. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like le, le coup de ma bouteille because it has like a really edgy sound, like with a kind of almost a aggressive uh, bass synth uh, line, and it's I think it does like it, and it, it has a bit of uh, fiddle and flute as well. So I, I think it has a nice balance of uh, traditional and electronic elements to it. That's our song that was the most played on radio and that got a little TV show appearance. Mm -hmm. So I think yeah. and it, it has, has some... It has a music video as well. And so. It has a music, a yeah. cartoon music video. So it's called Tipetar Alors, which Tipetar Alors is just a, a 
person in that in that song and it's that story about you know like uh, wanting to get married it's all that and the has mouth music in it which is kind of cool so it's a really to me it's really like the super it's the most happy vibe that we have in the electro trance for me and for a lot of people because that's that song made it favorite uh, rambobin which is the acoustic project and it means rewind rambobin you know like the the reels reel yeah. to reel reel to reel so it's a rewind the reel yeah and that song is more a bit has something a bit bluesy in it so it's more like and it is great for me because um traditional song don't really um, allow me to play in those vocal colors dans mon chemin rencontre une fille pleurée donc la belle qu'avez-vous so you can see the difference between those two songs and it's kind of interesting to see that i think to hear yeah. that. Petit Petard which is also interesting. It was, a, it, it's a song that we collected. We recorded that song while we were meeting with elders in our area. And this is a really cool guy who's, who sang that song to us. And there's a, a video where you see him sing that song. And when he sang that song, like we were looking for songs. And when somebody sang us a song, we often knew that this was going to be the song this 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 will be it and we knew, we knew that was going to be the song Isn't it fantastic collecting uh, music uh, from tradition bearers and thinking to yourself, oh, we can do something with that. Yeah, yes, that's yes, amazing. Yes. It's, it's really a good. great feeling. T tell me how you set that up. How would you set up a meeting with uh, traditional singers in Quebec? Oh, how did you do we went, it? We went to like various events, like a spaghetti dinner, like a bowling, bingo, whatever, yeah, in uh, elder uh, centers. Uh, like the yeah, bingo, spaghetti nights, yeah. Things like yeah. that. And and then we were asking if people knew songs and then people who, who knew or would tell us about someone who knew songs, uh, then we would set up a meeting and go and make an interview. Yeah, legions and uh, late nights, as you call it. Oh, the uh, legion, uh, like uh, a Lions Club type yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and what did you do? Did you just recorded them on your phone or did you take some... Well, we, we firstly, we went to those things and we took the microphone. Sometimes they do have a microphone and we're like, okay, we're looking for songs, blah, blah, blah. And people came to us and gave gave us their like phone number and stuff like that. And then we would contact them and take appointment with them, then go to meet them. And some of them didn't have anything to really sing or... Yeah. Sometimes they just wanted to talk and some other people had a lot of things to say and to sing and we had like a little zoom recorder yeah and we recorded that and we took some pictures and video film, well. a film yeah and like i said I, I will send you the thing there's a little 15 minutes video that i made of the whole thing but sometimes it was a bit like um 
uh, awkward or like we didn't want the, the people to feel like, shy about being filmed the whole yeah. time. Sometimes they, people, they don't feel the same once they're filmed. If it's yeah. only audio recording, they don't, they forget about it. Yes, that's exactly right. I've had that experience yeah. too, yeah. that experience. So, so I think it's okay. We did film some of it and I think it's good. So that's why you'll see in the, in the video that it's, Sometimes it's just stills, like or moving pictures, or I had to be creative. <laughs> oh, that's really great! You hear, um, but you can hear them sing the song, and that's quite cool. Yeah. There's a musician in Quebec called Cédric Dain-Lavoie, and he does a project called Archive, and so he, he plays, he accompanies himself on the keyboards and uh, double bass and with a violin uh, old singers and old musicians mm -hmm. so it, it may it's the sound is amazing like and, it, and we do have a project uh, along those lines yeah. that's in the in the making yes <laughs> <laughs> We are more than excited to be coming back to Australia because this is going to be my eighth time. Yeah, my ninth time to time, Australia. Yeah. So we are looking forward to this and we are very excited about this festival that is a quite young festival, Crest Fest. Yeah. And we have a lot of good things about it. And yes. we sure like we know it's going to be a big festival. Like it's it's growing into the the mind of people and it's going to be a very important festival i think so we are very happy to be coming back and we're very exciting for us because we are releasing our new album Rambobin, at the national folk festival the week before Crestfest. so it will be fresh and uh, lively and it's it will be our first time our new musicians come to australia so everyone is very excited so we will be uh, we'll be in the the best uh, best situation for us to enjoy the festival yeah plus well, it's wind here so it's going to be nice to escape a bit of that snow and cold Well, I really enjoyed that conversation with Melisande and Alex in Quebec. It's really great getting the opportunity to talk with people who are so knowledgeable and so enthusiastic. Just in case you'd forgotten, it's time to buy your tickets for Cresfest. Go online to cresfest.com.au and make sure you get the chance to sit in the crowd and watch Melisande. You can also click the follow button on your podcast app to make sure that you're notified when the next podcast comes out. The theme music at the start, as always, is from the Haas Sisters of the USA International Guests at Crestfest in 23. Next time, I'll be talking with Gina Williams from West Australia about the battle she's waging to keep her indigenous language Noongar alive and kicking. Make sure you listen to her next time. So this is Neil Adam and this has been This Crestfest World. As an old BBC presenter from my childhood used to say, if you have been, thanks for listening. <laughs> See you next time. Bye-bye.